Hello, Hooray for Monday listeners. This is Jenna Fornell, Director of Teaching and Learning at Inspired Teaching. And today, I have a question for you. How do you use candles this time of year? This was the question we posed to teachers in our November institutes and to our colleagues in a recent staff meeting, and the answers were both enriching and insightful. Take a listen to what they had to say. I'm Jenna Fornell, and one of the neat ways that my family uses candles in December is in a family tradition called snowballs that we have um, around the holidays where we make these snowballs out of ice cream and coconut, and each snowball has a candle in the middle of it and they all get lit at the same time at the dinner table and then it's a little bit of a competition a friendly competition that as you eat your snowballs you have to try to keep the candle lit and traditionally in our family the winner always is the youngest person at the table although they don't necessarily know that Um, but that's a way that they get a lot of joy out of if you don't have very competitive people at the table. Uh, It can actually be fun for for everybody. Hi, my name is Brady Maiden, and one of the ways my family uses candles during December is one for the sales, um, the, the sales and the smells. So my family are really big holiday shoppers, and one day we sort of like gather together is for the Bath and Body Works December candle sale, and that's just really a bonding experience. We're preparing, we're prepping, everyone's splitting up in different directions in the store. It's an entire event. Another way we use candles is to honor and remember uh, loved ones who are not celebrating the holidays with us. And then also a closeout yearly activity we do on the 31st is to light a candle to set our intentions for the rest of the year. My name is Cosby Hunt. And right now my family is using fake candles, I'm embarrassed to say, in the in the fireplace, in the indoor fireplace, because it's really hard to get a chimney sweep to come to your house. Like, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe there are only a couple in the DMV. But anyway, we can't use the fireplace for real until we get the chimney sweep. So in the meantime, we have to use the fake candles. Hi, everyone. My name is Christine James, and my family uses candles during the holidays by making candles. It is actually all of the grandchildren who make them with my mom, their grandmother, started a few years ago making candles as Christmas presents and has just become a tradition where all the kids go over to grandma's house during the holidays and make a bunch of candles to give away at Christmas. My name is Jaquetta Abbey. Um, This isn't necessarily something with my family, but when I was a teaching assistant in the classroom I was in, the lead teacher would have this German wax. And so we would have, this was like a week long process where kids would decorate a candle for the holidays. So we had these long pillar candles and she had different sheets of different colors of German wax and kids would have like cookie cutters and they can cut out shapes to decorate their own candle. And then they would use Sharpies to decorate a wooden candlestick holder. And then we would have this big celebration where even students from like years past would come and bring their candles that were remaining from years past. But we would meet in the classroom and everybody would be in a big circle. There would end up being like 75, 100 people and everyone would light their candle and everyone would go around and say one wish for the like holiday season and the new year. And then at the end or and then after they said their wish, they would uh, light the candle next to them. It was just a really, really sentimental thing. And students even from college would come back uh, to light candles.
Hi, my name is Maria Salsicholi. I did not grow up in a candle family. I'm a candle person. I was like, oh, how many do I have in arm's reach? Two. How many can I see? At least four. I like candles. I would say the connection to my family is that my family is very into sort of church and religion, and I'm not personally, but I would say December is maybe the month that I'm most likely to go to church. And I think, you know, there's sort of maybe a difference between like being religious, which my family is, and and being spiritual, which I feel like I am. But, um, you know, if you go to a Catholic church, there's often kind of a place where you can you can donate and you can light a candle and, and kind of have that be in remembrance of someone that you have loved. And so I, I do like to do that. If I find myself in a church, like I said, more often in December, you can kind of light a candle for someone and, and think about a family member. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm more likely to, to be with family in December too. So that kind of is a way that being in a space that I might not have chosen to go into myself feels more meaningful to me, feels like more of a connection to family. So that's um, kind of a, a benefit of lighting a candle for me in December. My name is Michelle Welk, and I would say the way that I, um, in my household with my small family, um, plan on using candles and just generally do throughout the year, but towards the end of the year, I think they take on a, a cozier vibe. I really just enjoy the smells. I'm a big fan of aromatherapy and use, you know, citrus scents to try to wake me up in the morning and things along those lines. Um, and so towards the end of the year, I think the, the two candles I've been burning most recently are some sort of pumpkin spice, which, you know, very basic scents, like a pumpkin spice and a cinnamon. But anytime I light them, it feels sort of ritualistic and it kind of gets me in a calm, cozy mood when I can smell them. Um, and it's been wonderful because I have a toddler and before we moved, I didn't have a place out of his reach to light a candle. So I've gone without for a couple of years, but now we have a kitchen island that he can't get to. So I get to put them up there and light them and not have to worry about any calamities that might ensue. I'm Aletta and I use candles in December to light the Hanukkah menorah. And that's really meaningful and special to me and my family um, because it's a tradition that connects us to our ancestors for thousands of years. But it's also special because as I think about it, it's one of the many ways that my children learn fractions and multiplication because when you light the Hanukkah menorah, there are eight candles and then one lighter candle called the shamash. And you light the first candle and then you use that candle to light the remaining candles. On the first night, you light one candle, the second night two, all the way up to eight candles. And so with four of us, my husband and me and our two daughters, we had to figure out how to make it fair because when you have toddlers, there's nothing more important than being fair. And so our kids had to figure out if they had to share a candle or if each person could have their own candle or if each person could light two candles or one and a half candles. Um, and that was always a math problem slash fairness problem to navigate as we lit the Hanukkah menorah each year. It's a simple question on the surface, but think about what someone could learn about you based on your answer. Now think about what you could learn in a classroom full of answers. From holiday traditions across faiths and cultures to family traditions inspired by the shortest days of the year, everyone has some association with a candle. Questions like this one that enable our students to both make connections with one another 
and share their unique perspectives and experiences are powerful ways to build community. December is a hectic month filled with anticipation of winter break and disrupted by assemblies and events that either aim to be neutral about the various religious and cultural celebrations at the end of the year, or to include all of them in a dizzying collage of crafts, parties, and songs. Sometimes we lose meaning and connection in the overwhelm of our to-do lists. But if you make space for conversation around a universal question, you open the door for deeper learning. For example, today's resources offer several extension activities that stem from the candle question. May you find opportunities to enjoy a little candlelight this month and bask in the glow of learning with others. Resources. After students have had the opportunity to talk about what they do with candles in December, consider these extensions. Candle art. A simple and inexpensive project students of any age enjoy doing, and it always turns out beautifully, is making candle jars. All you need is Mod Podge or Elmer's glue, scraps of tissue or mulberry paper, and clean glass jars which can be saved from the recycling bin. Apply a bit of glue or Mod Podge directly to the outside of the jar with a brush. Put the tissue or mulberry paper on top, paint over the paper again with glue, and let dry. These jars illuminate just as well with a battery-powered tea light as with a regular candle, so they are great for young children through adults to create. Candles and Science Explore what makes a candle burn and how different kinds of wax have different burn times. You can start small. Do different brands of different birthday candles burn faster or slower? Have students use their powers of observation to notice things like the color of different flames, the thickness of various wicks, the ratio of wick to wax and its relationship to burn time. Candles in math. Before electricity, candles were very important for being able to do things in the dark. Have students explore how many candles it takes to equal the light of one light bulb. Then have them do various calculations to figure out how many candles one would have to burn in the winter versus the summer if you needed light between the hours of 6 and 9 p.m. Candles in social studies. Explore the ways candles play a part in various religions and learn about the stories behind why they're used that way. Learn how people made candles out of various materials over time. Look into the different ways cultures celebrate the winter solstice and the role light and fire plays in these celebrations. Candles in language arts. Have students write a story, poem, or descriptive paragraph about the way they use candles at this time of year. You could compile their writing into a booklet they take home to share with their families. Consider including illustrations, and for the youngest students, they can draw a picture to depict their answer to the question. Youth programs. Do you know a high school student in Washington, D.C. who loves history and hands-on learning? Make sure they know about our brand new real-world history course that begins in February. This course is free and open to all high school students in the district. A link to the website with more information is in our show notes, and this is a learning experience every student in D.C. should have. Our December Speak True sessions are coming up. We have student facilitators on deck for two sessions this month. Ashari Boulding will be leading a session titled The Struggles in Black Communities, which will explore the topic through the lens of gentrification on Wednesday, December 13th from 5 to 8 p.m. Raynal Faulkner will lead a session about the good and bad of social media on Monday, December 18th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. High school students can earn community service hours for participation, and links to sign up are in our show notes. Professional learning. 
Join us this Tuesday, December 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern for our last Inspired Teaching Institute of 2023. Our December Institute is all about prioritizing instructional fun and learning how fun can do a lot to enhance learning. Gain practice with several improv-based activities that fuel play and laughter. Identify the connection between fun and effective instruction and develop strategies for infusing fun into your curriculum. And as an added bonus, all attendees will receive a prioritizing instructional fund care package in the mail after the event. Don't miss it. Hooray for Monday is an award-winning weekly publication of Center for Inspired Teaching, an independent nonprofit organization that invests in and supports teachers. Inspired Teaching provides transformative, improvisation-based professional learning for teachers that is 100% engaging intellectually, emotionally, and physically. Our mission is to create radical change in the school experience away from compliance and toward authentic engagement. Thanks very much for listening.